Is housing market finally starting to show the signs of cooling down? Let's talk about a few market shifts that I am noticing that could help you make decision about whether or not you are ready to embark on this journey of trying to buy or sell your next home. You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging, but in 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shurgunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Hey, Money Bosses. Anna's here, and welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. I want to chat with you a little bit about housing market and a few things that you really need to be aware because there are shifts that are happening. And I'm just, I'm just purely curious and interested around this topic. Well, I mean, for one reason is because you drive around your neighborhood and you see what's happening. But then you also look outside and you think, oh my gosh, is this really the reality of the current situation and what to make out of it? So to kind of go back and draw a picture for you, something really unexpected happened last year. Well, aside from pandemic, but even though when we were going through this horrible period, right, the economy was in the dump, the jobless rate was like double digits, what really was playing into this equation that stood out was the housing market. Not that the housing market caused all of these things, but the housing market had a historic run up in in terms of how much demand there was for homes. And I looked up these numbers, but average median home price in the United States is up 24% since before the pandemic, like 24%. It is just ridiculous. So you know, I think it's it's unrealistic for, and you know, there you can read a lot of analyst reports on this too. It's unrealistic for something like this to continue going on. But we need to understand what are some of the pieces of this equation and how do we use this to our advantage? Because I'm a big fan of real estate as an asset class, as a tool to help you create wealth. But you need to be understanding where it fits into overall financial situation, not just from the standpoint of can you afford to buy a home and that's the question that a lot of people really want the answers and that's why there was and still is a pretty high demand for becoming homeowners. So something that's another statistic number but there are more homes going on the market and I think this is really due to a lot of people are still waiting out to see what's happening with the whole covid situation. And I mean you can't expect like the world to shut down, right? On the day that they tell us like okay, you all go home everything is closed and you stay in your homes until we tell you to come out, right? Like it, I mean, pretty much virtually what happened, but you can't expect, right, everything else that goes around it to be open the day that they tell us the world is going to open. So I think the homeowners are, and, and folks who already own homes are, were sitting on the sidelines when things started to improve and kind of seeing what's happening, right? Because nobody expected to be to have such a great demand for homes, right, going in, because everything everything was showing 
kind of the opposite. The stock market was down. The people lost their jobs. And so, but, but homes ended up being the places where we congregated for the last 15 months. So with all of that in mind, a lot of people were waiting to sell their homes. And so the time is coming for them to kind of reconsider that decision. I saw our statistic number around that, but the difference between where the inventory was April of 2020, that's when we got sent home and the pandemic was declared and the country was shut down, and to the April of 2021, so like a year later, the numbers fell, well, actually the numbers climbed up to 23%. So like the inventory rose by 23%. So that's, that's interesting, right? We're even six months away from that number today. I think homeowners are finally looking at this situation. Yes, you can get really tired of being or spending the time in one space. You have to homeschool your kids. This is your office. This is where you sleep, eat, and do everything. And a lot of people jumped at the, at the idea that, okay, we could buy a bigger home, right? We, you know, or we could buy a first home finally. But then a lot of people sat back and looked at all of this and saw gigantic price increases, like bidding wars on trying to buy something, and they're pushing back. They're, I think they're understanding that, okay, not all the homes that, that are supposed to be in the market are finally there. And why are we going to pay the such a crazy increase, right, in price since before the pandemic? So more expectation that there's going to be more homes and therefore buyers are just holding on. I also think that interest rates, particularly on mortgages, play a big role in this. And I think a lot of buyers jump to an idea of buying a home during such a crazy period in, in time that never happened. And nobody really understand. It's because interest rates were so low. Like we refinanced, we bought a home, we kind of jumped that bandwagon early in a pandemic and really just more around because we were looking for a home for a while and it just sort of all happened. But we bought a home in the middle of, of summer of 2020 and we refinanced it less than six months later because interest rates were just like crazy low. So I think a lot of people were looking at all of this and saying, oh my gosh, if I can buy a home and pay two and a half percent interest rate on the 30-year mortgage, why would I not do that? So that was one other thing that, and frankly, rates stayed low for quite some time. They're still pretty low. I mean, if you look back historically, uh, mortgage rates were in the, you know, over like five or six or even 7% going back to early 2000s. So whatever you get that is a little higher than two and a half is still considered to be a pretty, pretty low as compared, right? Something else that's on the horizon for the real estate market is the forbearance on foreclosures, right? So the foreclosure memorandum is about to end. So it's set to expire on September 30th unless it changes the whole thing. So this was the temporary hold put by, you know, by the whole federal government in the system to kind of help people not to, right? Because if you lost your job, if you, you know, can't make your mortgage payments. So basically allowed you to defer making mortgage payments. And so that timeline is coming up, like really literally a couple of weeks away from, from when we're talking about this. Hey, money bosses, are you ready to get your financial life in order? Once and for all, as soon as possible? Are you tired of living paycheck to paycheck? Do you often lose track of how much money you have to spend? Do you want to get your financial life together, but just don't quite know how? I am with you. I've been there. I've struggled through all of these. And I know you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to get better. So why do you continue to struggle? 
I know you can get your own money in order. It took me years to figure out. It took me years of pain, struggle, frustration, anger. But you don't have to go through all of that. You don't even have to get a financial planning degree like I did in order to be successful. Allow me to present to you my Money Flow System, a free playbook of how you can automate your finances, even if you hate budgeting. After you download this free playbook, you will never have to worry about budgeting and who likes that budgeting thing anyway. You will stop accumulating debt and create a bulletproof plan of how to quickly pay it off. You will be able to pinpoint exactly what your income and expenses are. You will never have to miss a single bill again. And you will always, always have a solid idea of how much money is in each of your accounts. So head over to money-flowsystem.com to download my free Money Flow Playbook, a blueprint to streamline your finances in less five or five weeks. Guaranteed. Head over to money-flowsystem.com. So what that really means is that about three and a half percent of U.S. mortgages are going to be, again, exposed to this foreclosure process. And foreclosure process is pretty horrifying. It takes a long time, but that's what's going to open up the door for banks to start to like enforce the repayment or the collection, right? Or for foreclosing on the property and actually getting the property so they can resell it in an open market. So it put a hold on like 1.7 million mortgages for people around the country. So it helped quite a bit for people to stay in their homes. And that's why like there's an anticipation of more inventory happening because of the foreclosures, because people are still sort of waiting around and seeing what could happen. So if we're talking about looking at the market and you're like, all right, and the market typically follows a cycle. And last year it was all kind of thrown off because the schools, kids were not going back to schools. We're still working from home, but you know, like a lot more inventory present in the spring. And then people kind of settle in and buy and sell a lot more during spring, late spring and all of summer. And then kids start school in the fall and sort of kind of slows down. So with these things happening, we may see a lot more homes popping out you know, throughout the year. So be on the lookout. The reason I'm sharing these things with you, I'm reading a lot about, you know, different, different things in the news and just having conversations with clients and just looking out there. The reason I'm sharing this with you today is for a couple of reasons. One, I think if you are considering a purchase of a home, if it's a first home or your next home, you need to understand like what's going on and what's the dynamic of the market that you are getting into. Also, if you're a seller, like if you're ready to sell the home you have, what are you going to be looking at? Obviously, this has been the seller's market, which is great. But is if you're a seller of the residence you live in, you're going to have to turn around and be the buyer. So you're going to have to understand the other side of the coin with this. Also, like where are you going to buy? People have moved quite a bit last year and still moving today because the world allowed us to work remotely and I don't think it's changing anytime soon. So are you moving out of expensive metro areas like San Francisco or New York and where are you going? Because you may think that because you paid a lot of money in San Francisco, you're going to go elsewhere and and that's still relatively inexpensive. And I think it may not be true altogether. So Understand all of these different dynamics and different points that are pushing into the equation of what's happening. Because at the end of the day, yes, 
homeownership is a great way for you to start to accumulate some wealth, a great way for you to start to, you know, have some consistency to your actual, you know, payments and and looking at this as a tool, but at what cost, right? And that's my biggest point for you today. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you see out there in the space of housing market, real estate altogether. We're talking about this topic for the rest of the month of September. And until next time, remember, you are the bosses of your own money. Hey, Money Boss. Thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone. Uh, So don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio. And if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.